Eye Effect is an initiative that aims to help enable youth to take control of their future, become contributing members of society, and have an impact on the environment around them. One way we do this is through this podcast, where we'll have students and a guest speaker come on and discuss different topics, varying from personal growth to careers. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Eye Effect. Welcome to another episode of our iEffect podcast. Today we are joined with somebody that's actually really incredible. I'm so excited to talk to this guy right now real quick because as soon as Avery brought him up, I was like, what? What? Get, get, get out of here. Hold up a second. Hold on. You can bring it back. Bring it back. Every, every word that you used, Avery, just captured my attention. So I'm happy to announce that we are here with today with Naveed Hussain, um, a very hardworking person. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, and then afterwards we'll get into the conversation. So what's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? It's a pleasure to be on the podcast and uh, it's nice to meet you all. Mm -hmm. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. So I I would just like for you to introduce yourself, man, to everybody that's listening. So my name is Naveed, uh, born and raised in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, I've been working as a nurse at the Royal Victoria Hospital uh, since 2004, and I've been in the healthcare system as like a worker since 2001. So since I was 16 years old, basically, and uh, I work in internal medicine. Uh, so I had the opportunity to opportunity to work on a COVID unit, and I was also helping out in infection control and prevention during that time as well. So uh, I'm pretty passionate about health, and uh, I just want to talk and explain my story. I guess. Eh? I think uh, we can address the elephant in the room. You caught COVID, if I'm not mistaken, eight times. Or you tested positive eight times. Exactly. So uh, I caught COVID around the end of April. Okay. And uh, I was in quarantine for 14 days. And during that time, uh, basically had to self-isolate. Luckily, I had my girlfriend with me who was uh, by my side and helping me out. She also caught it, which was tough Mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. After the 14 days, you have to get tested. And to be clear to go back to work, you have to have two negatives. Okay. Uh, so during that time period, I basically tested uh, positive eight times, uh, which basically extended my leave off from work for about uh, a month and a half. My God. Wow. Okay. So it wasn't two weeks every time you got like tested. It wasn't an extra two weeks of you staying quarantined. Ba- no, uh, basically it was a, a couple of days. Let's just say about uh, three days. They would give you three days and they would ask you to get tested again. So you'd get okay. uh, swabbed again, which was very uncomfortable. And I then, saw that. I saw that, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll be honest. It was so traumatic. Uh, by the third or fourth swab, I, I was like jerking my head back. I was afraid. Mm. I was crying. It was not fun. <laughs> it was uh, one, of the most, uh, one of the most terrible experiences I've ever had in my life. I have to, I have to be very honest about that. Well, were you were you still symptomatic like during those those extra eight times or those extra seven times? Or? I'll be honest, yeah. Um, yeah, symptomatic with like malaise, uh, a lot of like you know body aches. Uh, I had fatigue. Uh, I'm just recovering now with with regards to my like strength and stamina. Wow. Like I, I was like I'm pretty athletic, so uh, I go to the gym five times a week. Um, you know I run. Uh, I I did karate for 25 years. And I wow. caught COVID, and I was like a baby. I was, I was, 
I was out cold and uh, it was like a knockout blow, basically. Like, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get up and you would try to try to function, try to do your activities of daily living. And within an hour or so after waking up, you're like, I have to go back to bed again. And that 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 lack of energy persists until now where it's like I'm still recovering. I'm still trying to get back to my 100 percent. Oh, so you still you still kind of feel that that yeah. effect right now. Yeah. How? When was uh? When was your the last time you got tested? When were you playing? Uh, like, oh. It would be late June, around the last week oh, wow. of June. Yeah. 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 And yeah, uh, is, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like side effects are are pretty bad. Like my girlfriend, she caught it with me, and she has to do physio and she has to do all sorts of different things to try to recuperate because uh, yeah. she's not back at baseline either. My God. And. Did she also have to get tested? Did she also test positive eight times like you, or was it only you? No, because she's not a she's not a healthcare worker. She works in a pharmaceutical company, so she got tested for the first time when she had symptoms because she's like, I'll, I'll have to take time off right from work. So she got tested mm. just to have proof that she was positive for COVID. But then the uh, public health public health service basically says that you don't have to retest again if you're not in the healthcare field. Okay. Okay. So then we have a question actually from one of our listeners. It's a bit of a funny question, but I think it's valid. Okay. Glory asked, I think Kay, you covered it already. You said you're really a physical person, very physically active. But what led you to have it for so long that you tested I, positive eight times? So what happens is um, you catch a virus, any virus. I'm talking about like the, the common cold virus or the extreme, which is the coronavirus of 2019. What happens is you catch the virus and your body, your immune system reacts, right? It starts to fight it off. And what happens is after it fights it off, there's still residue or reservoir of the virus living inside your body or even dead inside your body. And what happens is that that reservoir sits in your body for a long period of time. So even though you're asymptomatic and you're walking around and stuff, you might have a reservoir of a virus that's dead inside you living. So they kept testing me and they kept finding me positive. But mm. really, really what basically happened was after my, after I fought off the virus, I was still a carrier of the virus. Okay. So how long did you have symptoms for them? Like the, the, the coronavirus symptoms, that, like yeah. the ones that we always hear about, it was about yeah. two weeks total. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And you like had the, all of them? Like the loss of smell, loss of yeah, taste, fatigue, yeah. and all of that? Yeah, the... The weird loss of like your senses, which was like really terrifying. Um, yeah, I lost my sense of taste and lost my sense of smell. Um, I had the fatigue. I had the body aches. I had the high fevers. Um, I had the, one of the worst things were the sinus headaches. I, I had like basically like acute sinusitis with with basically huge headaches, and it'd be so painful like I couldn't even like look at the light. Um, okay. Let's just say um, during the night, because you'd be cooped up all day right at home, you want to stretch your legs a little bit. You want to take a little walk. So at night, in the evening, I'd make sure no one's outside. And I would want to take a walk outside just to get some fresh air. And by the time I got down the block, I would have to come back up again because I was that fatigued. My legs were so beat up. It felt like I felt like I was getting like punched out all the time in my legs, like nonstop, like, like yeah. body blows. It was just really something uh, bizarre. So. Yeah, um, nausea, vomiting, all all of that stuff. 
it, the only thing I did not have, strangely enough, was the respiratory symptoms. I wasn't okay. short of breath. See, that's the, that's yeah. the confusing part, I think, for most for a lot of people is when you hear of coronavirus and catching it, people assume it's the same thing as like a common cold or like minor symptoms. You might be bedridden for a couple of days and then you just step out of it. But I guess hearing yeah. your experience, it's, it's nothing like it. It's more intense then, right? Very intense. Um, it, it's funny because like you, you would expect that you would have the respiratory symptoms. But what we're learning about COVID is that it's what we're learning about COVID is evolving. So it's yeah. changing. And what we've learned is that it, it affects the organs of the body, not just singular, the lungs. So what we're finding is that it, it's affecting the liver, the kidneys, um, the heart, as well as the brain. And, and these, that's scary kind of, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like it's, it's, it's something that we're going to continue learning about because I think this is a, a virus that's going to be staying with us for quite a bit of time. Okay. I, I just to clarify for a lot of the... <laughs> I was like, All right, a couple months we out here, bro. Thank you, thank you. We cut to the chase. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was saying to everybody listening, it's bad news. Okay, we're done. Good. But that's because I had, we we uh, we asked a question to a few of our um, our listeners, some of the students that I coach, and I told them, listen, we're about to talk to a to a nurse that actually had um, said he had the COVID eight times, or he got tested eight times, and he was positive eight times. And they were all freaking out. <laughs> like they, they really freaked out. Everybody was going nuts. Like eight times. How do you do this eight times? Like um, from the explanation that you just gave, um, I'm guessing like you were eating, you were eating correctly, right? You were not like eating junk food all the time, drinking soda all the time. Like no, you're like, because you look like an athletic person. So that's yeah. why I'm curious to know, like, what kind of foods did you eat? Well, they, this is a question that one of them had. They were asking like, what kind of foods were you eating before and after and actually during? when you had um covid so proteins chicken beef lamb right uh mm. salads uh mm. rice beans you know um okay um, you, you, you're you're on a normal diet you just ate <laughs> normal food yeah exactly you just, you know? just couldn't taste it <laughs> exactly <laughs> like I'll, I'll be honest like uh you know at one point you know when you're sick you crave like uh comfort foods like the comfort mm-hmm. foods you love and you know like sometimes you're like you know, from childhood, you think about McDonald's, right, as a comfort food. So yeah. uh, when I had my loss of, like, taste and smell, I, I ordered a Big Mac trio. And uh, the, the Uber driver <laughs> left it on my porch, and I brought it inside. And you guys know how a Big Mac tastes, right? Like, yeah. how the you know, the Big Mac sauce and the, the fries and the Coca-Cola or whatever. Mm. I swear to God, I had no sense <laughs> of smell or taste. Like, it tastes like water. And, and What was that like? Uh... Uh, frustrating. I want to cry for him right now. I want to yeah, cry yeah, for yeah, too, yeah. man. Like, like you know the pickles. Like you don't taste nothing. There's no. nothing, nothing. So you're just like you're like, what's going on? And and is this gonna come back? Like, is my sense of taste gonna come back? Is my sense of smell gonna come back? Like, am mm. I gonna be normal? Like that's that's what ran through my head. Like that was yeah. the fear. It was like, will I be back to normal? Will things go back to what it was before? And and that's what scared me. That that got me kind of like anxious and like starting to think about, you know, like this is not normal. Like usually when you have a cold or something, it's like a day or two, right? And you recover. Yeah. And like after a week, you're like, what's going on? Like I don't get it. Like why do I feel like this? It's it was really frustrating and like it it caused yeah. a lot of uh, anxiety for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, on that point, um, we're talking about anxiety, right? So, um, 
uh, one second. I'm just gonna check and see real quick. One of the Liz, one of the students had a question about that, right? About whether he was depressed and how difficult it was yeah. mentally. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was difficult. Very difficult. Um, I tend to be a very uh, carefree, optimistic, positive person throughout my life, and uh, during COVID, I felt. Uh, I felt down. I felt. Uh, with everything going on, right? You're watching the news constantly. You're just hearing the the, the negative vibes and you're hearing about death mm. and you're hearing about the possibility of no recovery. And then you're stuck sick with this and you feel like uh, you're not helping out. I work in, in healthcare, right? And I felt like, at first I was like, I should be in the field helping out as much as possible. You know, like mm -hmm. people need me. And and that that's what I was feeling. I was feeling like a, a loss deep inside of my professionalism. I was like, man, I'm home. I'm not able to help others. Then it was like, oh man, am I going to recover? Am I going to get better? It doesn't look like I'm getting better right now. And that fear started sinking in. And then you just become depressed because you're socially isolated. You know, yeah. like human beings are social creatures. Like, yeah. you know, we, we tend to be, you know, uh, you know, we touch each other, right? We shake hands, we give hugs, we give kiss, kiss, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we slap, slap hands, you know, like we play sports together. We, we go to the movies together and it's just like, we lost all of that. Mm -hmm. Like we literally lost all of that. We were like caged animals and we couldn't even go say hi, you know, hi to each other at one point and, and yeah. couldn't even see each other's faces right in public because we're wearing masks and that's all really depressing. It's like something we're not used to because we've always been so open with each other and so vibrant all together and then we had to kind of spread apart two meters apart where's wear a face mask you know don't touch hands you know even with your family yeah. members if you have elderly family members you know stay away from them like that's yeah. hard yeah and i think like to your point it's the craziest thing about this whole thing is like even if you haven't caught covid you're still experiencing that depression of being in yeah. isolation so it's not even about getting the virus it's more so about the situation we're in and I think for a lot of people, including myself, and we, we talk about this all the time about like how different life is and like how your routine, that might be like how you keep your, your mental sanity. Like it was your routine that was keeping that mental sanity, how it's completely disrupted. So now you're disrupted. I know I've experienced it myself. And I feel like it's, it's scary to think about the fact that like this might be a norm for a long time. But at the same time, that just means we have to figure out a different way of living that's that addresses that issue you know yeah we have to we have to adjust right as a society and as a people we have to adjust and we have to work through what we're going through this is this is a, a great time of change there's a, there's a great upheaval happening in society and you know mm -hmm. for better or worse we're a part of that story so it's up to us to adjust and to change and to make those changes happen right individually and as a collective group absolutely yeah thanks that man on another note, <clears throat> off of the depression, how good did it feel? Well, actually, I'm gonna ask before I, I say it. Can you taste food now? <laughs> yeah, 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 like like I'm having I'm having this glass of wine and I'm enjoying it. And, uh, okay, yeah. You know, uh, it, it it's really uh you know satisfying to know like yeah. I can actually taste again. And uh, now did you have a Big I'm, Mac. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I I went for a Big Mac. I went for all the all great, great comfort foods, right? right? Yeah. How long did it take for your sense of taste to come back? I think uh, I would say about two weeks. Sense of smell took longer. 
okay. like let's just say if you sprayed a, a a bit of cologne, I couldn't smell the cologne. Uh, yeah. So that took about maybe a month for it to totally recover back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What would yeah. you do during the day then? Like, oh was God. it like just walk around the house? Yeah, walk Bean. around the house and just watch TV, like movie yeah. series, TV series. Like, I went through them all. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I had Amazon Prime, I had Netflix, I had Crave, <laughs> I had Disney Have Plus. Disney. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have the yeah, plus, yeah. bro. You gotta have Disney. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, my, my girlfriend was looking at me like I was crazy. I was like watching Star Wars and like watching yeah. Star Wars and going through so, all So basically, that. You're a teenager again. That's what you were. You were basically a teenager. Yes. Go to bed. Yes. Except for the going to bed early part. Except for Exa- going to bed early part. Yeah, exactly. That that was like the elderly man in me, but the rest of it was like I was living my <laughs> best life as a teenager. <laughs> Video games, you know, like doing all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have to soothe yourself somehow, right? You got to try to create like a some semblance of a life or some semblance of a routine, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think you... Oh. You want to go? Go ahead, Liz. No, no, go ahead, Liz. I have, oh, Avery. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to say, I think you mentioned that your girlfriend caught it with you too, right? Yeah. So were you guys in quarantine together? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we have another one of our listeners, Joshua, who asked, um, what was the quarantine like being <sighs> the two of you <laughs> together? Both of you sick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a learning experience. Um, it, was, it was a test for sure. Uh, you learn a lot about yourself and about each other. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be super diplomatic. It was a great experience. You know, it was like uh, <laughs> amazing. Like it was fun. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. It was, it was nice because you know why she, she's, she was like a rock for me. Like there are days that, you know, I felt really down and she would cheer me up. And then there were days where she was down and I would cheer up and it just kind of mm-hmm. st- strengthened our relationship. Um, cause you know, like, we, we told each other when we caught it, we we're like, okay, like, this is our test now, you know, let's see how, if we survive this two weeks together and like, we're not going anywhere, you know? So it was that, but like, in the end, we just turned out to be stronger and we like found little hobbies like gardening and things like that, that like, you know, kept us going. We kept like, we kept trying to stay busy mentally, like, okay, let's garden. So we garden yeah. in front of the house and stuff like that. And then, yeah. you know, okay. Like, let's watch a movie and, like, we'll eat soup together. It was like that. You would just keep coping, right? Coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's it. did she have the same symptoms as you? Yeah, and she would catch it. Like, like all the symptoms that I would have, it would be, like, appear to her for, like, a day later. So, let's just say for the, the loss of uh, of uh, taste and smell, like, I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, I can't taste anything anymore. I can't taste anything. She's like, well, I taste everything fine. Like, I don't know what's going on with you. And then a day later, she'd be like, yeah, I, I have the same thing happens now. I get it. I get why yeah. you're feeling that way. Like, mm. it would always be like a day later. It was so weird. But yeah, no no respiratory symptoms for her either. So it was like as if she caught the same type of uh, cold virus oh. slash. Yeah, yeah. It was like. That's, was, in, that's was no interesting, devi- actually. Yeah, yeah there's no deviation to her symptoms. Okay. Damn. Um, <clears throat> at the risk of sounding stupid, I was scrolling on Instagram. And I saw an MTL <laughs> blog that um, there was a approved, approved cure for the respiratory symptom itself. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. true? Or was that just something I saw on Instagram? So it, there's, um, there's a medication they're using now. It's, I think it's called Remdesivir. Um, like, yeah. Yeah. And basically, we're using that for the most ill patients who are basically on respirators or like close to being on respirators. 
uh, and we're giving that to them. So the ones that have the really bad symptoms of COVID, we're giving that to them before they end up in ICU. So okay. it's yeah. like kind of like a test to see if it's like an antiviral, basically, and, and they're seeing if that's working out. But was that the one that was approved in the UK? Yes. Yeah. And there, are they administering it here in North America now? Yeah, they, I think they've, they've okay. started in Canada. So they're, okay. they're starting in Canada now. Um, it's, it's a drug that's found here. Like we treat it, we, we use it for other treatments, like, you know, HIV and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. an antiviral, anti, like, so that's what they're using it for right now with COVID. But there's okay. no, is it, is it something that will work? We'll see over time, right? There has to be studies done. And like a lot of like, medications we're using right now people are saying yeah it works it works it doesn't work okay like it's going to take time for us to really realize the the, the long-lasting effects of those medications on covid mm-hmm. um, avery did you want to ask another question yeah well i wanted to actually bring up one of our another student's question and this dives along the lines of what will the world look like after covid or other implications regarding COVID. So Karen asked, how will this pandemic impact Gen Z's education and to what degree? And I think she's coming along the lines of like obviously virtual classes and quarantining. How is the day-to-day going to be different now? Is there going to so, be a different normal? So like like uh, you're, like we were talking about before, like I work with your mom, right? Uh, at the school. And uh, today was my first day where I was actually teaching in a classroom. Um, I was teaching the new, uh, the new uh, preposes au beneficiaire uh, that were hired by the Quebec government to uh, go into the CHSLDs or the uh, nursing homes to help, okay. you know, with the elderly patients, right? So my classroom was basically five students spread apart, and we were all wearing uh, face masks, and basically it was like uh, avoid touching anything other than your own items. That was our classroom. Um, Also, uh, my colleagues right now basically are doing teaching, but they're doing online classes. So that's become the new wave, right? With Zoom and uh, Microsoft Teams and doing different things like that where you can teach uh, classrooms online. And I think right now, even with the workforce, right? Like my girlfriend is working uh, for McKesson Pharmaceutical Company. And she's working online at home, basically. And like a lot of commercial real estate uh, buildings are going to basically go down because like, I think this is the new wave. It's going to be avoid really any social interactions with other people and stay home and work at home. And then that's it for now until they find a vaccine for this thing. I've been, I've been talking to a few students, especially people who are about to start university or high school and there's a lot of them that are feeling a lot of anxiety about all the uncertainty and having to move to online education and of course I get where they're coming from because especially if you're first starting out how are you supposed to make friends do all the orientation stuff things you were looking forward to other than just the class stuff so would you have any tips or anything for them moving forward and how to kind of deal with it I think I think the one thing we're realizing is that how much how much importance there is with human connection with each other. Um, I think the best thing to do is just you know we can we can see each other. It's just we have to limit how touchy feely we are with each other. You know, like you know we have to keep our distance. You know, we have to respect the rules. And like 
for, for myself, like I really believe that uh, if we do respect, um, you know, our, our rules and regulations, uh, we'll get over this virus quickly. You know, if you look at Canada compared to the United States and other countries like Brazil that really like did not initiate their, their COVID-19 rules and regulations, like especially with mask wearing, we're doing so much better. Um, and, and if we continue on our path, uh, we will control this virus and we will be able to open up more. So like you're seeing the province of Quebec opening up more, you know, with restaurants opening up. And, you know, now I think today they just announced that uh, public gatherings of 250 people inside uh, a building is allowed indoors. So yeah. you can see that we're progressing positively rather than shutting down. Where, whereas in Florida and the rest of the United States right now, they're shutting down, you know, like their, their first wave is so bad. I don't even know what's going to happen with the second wave, you know, and it's crazy. Like my sister, my sister lived in the United States and she was, uh, she has my nieces and her husband and stuff. And she had to come back here because she's like, I don't think it's safe. Like, I don't think, I don't think things are going to get better. I think they're just going to get worse. So she's living here back in Montreal again, because she's like, it's better here than in New York state or anywhere else. So there's some hope for us. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I, I think, I think uh, us, us as Canadians and us as Quebecers, we're we're doing so much better than we realize. You know, the media feeds a lot of, um, it feeds a lot of negativity sometimes. So you feel yeah. anxious, and you feel like, you know, is this, is this thing like the end of the world? It's not. You know, we've been through pandemics before. You know, we had the big pandemic of like 1918 to 1920, the Spanish flu. That killed many people. It killed about sixty-five million people, right? It was like mm -hmm. post World War One, and there, there was a lot of craziness that was happening. But then we had the Roaring Twenties, right? So I expect our economy to bounce back. I expect life to go back to normal. It's just that our new normal will include face masks and washing our hands more often. You know, like that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, like it's good to wash our hands. You know, and if we travel, <laughs> you know, and if we travel, you know, like we make sure we travel to places where, like, you know. Or we go to spots and things like that where there's less concentration of people. Because if you go to somewhere where it's more concentration of people, it's more likely that you might catch something. So, you know, we, we're just going to be more aware of our surroundings and we're going to just be more careful with our hygiene. I think that's a good thing.